Welcome to the good, the bad, and the meowvies. Are you a big fan of cats? Yeah. Do, do you like Mike Myers? The 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 Shrek boy. Yeah. Yeah. You came to the right place. This is the good, the bad, and the movies, and we just watched the Cat in the Hat with Mike Myers. The the live action. The version. live action one. Yeah. Yep. Not I'm, the animated. That's right. I'm here with my co-host Brandon. Howdy, partners. And Brandon's wife and our social media manager. Marina Snedeker. Hello. 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 Eeyore. <laughs> womp womp. What's new, pussycat? Pussycat in the hat. Ayo. I don't like that. <laughs> not at all. I do not like pussycat in the hat. Brandon, tell me about this movie. Um. Okay, yeah. Cat in the hat. If you haven't seen it, it's a ride and a half. Maybe two and a half rides. It's, yeah, it's a movie you want to watch sober. It's wild. Or not, maybe. Or know. not. We didn't do it drunk. It, you guys laughed enough at this. <laughs> I'm just saying if you're high, you might just have a panic attack. There's a lot, there's a there's lot a going, lot going on. on. Um, so yeah, The Cat in the Hat, it was released in 2003. And before we jump into it, let's talk about our drinks, our beers today. I went shopping for some beers and I wanted to buy... At this gas station. Oh, it was a gas station. <laughs> it was a gas station. Huh? Real classy. It was after it was after work last night. I was like, we planned this last minute, so I was like, I just got to find something. So I tried to find the thing with the most um, Susi, yeah, Swasi, Swasi, Swasi name, Doctor Swasi. Um, that kind of fit the vibe, and so I got us Linen Kugels. Linen Lugels. No, That's this an L. This is a K. What kind of K? All right. I believe you. That but isn't. No, I thought it that's was an L I. I thought it was L I U, and then I looked up Line and Lugals, and it came up Line and Kugels Summer Shandy. So it is a K. I'm mad. I'm mad too. I'm mad. <laughs> um, but yeah, Line and Kugels. That's the. It's clearly German, but that's the best I could do with. Uh, Susing the names. town of Line and Kugels, where everyone does Kegels. Ooh. <laughs> They have very healthy pelvic floors. <laughs> they line their kegels. They're line, they line in their, their kegels. Yeah, they do their kegels and lines. Um, but it's a summer shandy. It's kind of like infused with lemon, natural lemonade flavor, and I really enjoy it. It's good. It's very light. It's uh, it tastes almost like a truly, without as much sugar. With more beer. So, with that being said, Marina, what are you drinking? I am drinking a strawberry lemonade truly, and next on deck I have an original lemonade truly. And what do they taste like? Probably like a summer shandy. Just with less beer. <laughs> yeah, just with less beer. Yeah, I'd never had these before. And They're good. I like them. I was going yeah, out on a limb with wine and cubicles. You know, this gas station, good selection. Killed it. Town pumps. Town pumps. <laughs> Town pumps, the crown jewel of Montana gas stations. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's what we're drinking, and let's talk about the movie. Our director here, 
for The Cat in the Hat, 2003 live-action film, was Bo Welch. What the fuck was Bo Welch on? <laughs> um, <laughs> this is his only movie directorial film. or This, this is his only directorial film. I, I could see why. <laughs> what do you mean? This was fucking hilarious. Well, he, Nobody's going to take him seriously after this, he did direct, I know, but... He did direct two episodes of the TV series The Tick... And oh, he's yeah, done well renowned. Actually, now that I've watched the movie, because I pause real quick. How many times do you think you've seen the Cat in the Hat? This movie, this movie, like three times. Only three, huh? Yeah, I've seen it pr- probably like eight or nine. Guys, see it probably like twenty. <laughs> I didn't. Well, I the last time I watched, excuse me, I, the last time I watched this movie was like five years ago. Mm-hmm. So, like coming back, I forgot most things about it. There are a lot of things you miss as a kid. Yeah. This was fucking hilarious, dude. <laughs> um, and to and to, to bring this up, the, Marina here is our third guest star. We had Liz as the first one for Iron Sky, and then we had Lucas because he wanted to do Liar Liar Vampire with us. Marina, why Cat in the Hat? Why did, you requested this film, and why did you request to be on our show for this film? Okay, first I have an affinity for any movie that reminds me of my childhood. Okay. Second, Jurassic World. <laughs> I I get you. Second, the best PS2 game ever created is Cat in the Hat. So it just had to. I promise you, it's not <laughs> incorrect. Do you remember uh, the Alien one? Oh, what's it called? It was like aliens attack, and it was like split screen, and you went around just oh, like yeah, des- I do actually destroying yeah. like. I, that's also not the. No. I'm just gonna say like maybe a Final Fantasy or like Shadow of the Colossus or um oh what what is it uh, or a Grand Theft Auto for God's sake but no, no. the Cat in the Hat the cat, uh, yeah I'll give it to her Cat it's in the hat. it's a close race between Cat in the Hat and Shrek the movie Shrek two the movie is a way better game I must say <laughs> multiplayer options is that like the board game one kind of no I know there's a board game one there could be. I mean, there's, there's a Lilo so and the m- Stitch board game. There's probably so many Shrek games at this point. Yeah, Marina approached us for this and said she wanted to do a movie that she's seen before because she doesn't really watch movies in general. Um, this movie's an hour and 22 minutes and she did fall asleep in it. Like, Okay, to be fair, it's not because of the movie, though. I'm just exhausted. <laughs> and you don't stay awake during any movies, really. Yeah. Aside from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory and 127 Hours. Yep. And solid. Anything with Hillary Duff. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's how we kind of landed on this. He, now that I was going to mention, he did the two episodes of The Tick, and now I'm reading this, and this kind of makes sense. Is he also did five, he directed five episodes of the TV series, Series of Unfortunate Events, the Lemony Snicket TV series. Mm-hmm. You know what? That makes sense. Yeah. It's got that same vibe. I mean, not, not as hippy trippy. <laughs> As no, Dr. Seuss, not but as crazy still as still kind of but yeah ch- childlike and kind of fantasy yeah yeah i gotcha i never saw the tv series did you ever... i only saw the movie mm. i never i never saw the tv i watched that one movie yeah did you ever read any of the books i read all of them and oh. i had the ps2 game wow <laughs> a connoisseur <laughs> um can you tell us any other movie based ps2 games you've had well, you said the Lilo uh, and Stitch one. Lilo and Stitch, um, SpongeBob. Yeah, the Spongebob. Who did the SpongeBob one? Yeah, the SpongeBob is that was the, the like game show one? No, oh, there. 
No. We have two. We have two SpongeBob we, games. I think there there's Disney. like a car a car racing one and then there's like a a world exploration one. Yeah. There's like a game show on the uh, I had an original Xbox. Mm-hmm. I was in a PS2. Uh and it was like a game show. Oh my, I almost Oof. spilled my line in Kugel. Uh, it was like a game show with SpongeBob and Patrick. It was mm. it was the best. I can still think of two more that you have in this apartment oh. right now. Uh, Shrek? No, you already brought I that already one up. That. Yeah. Mm. You know, I have to tell me. They're both animated. Shark Tale? Oh, yep, Shark Tale. And the Polar Express. Mm. Clearly, I have a great taste in PS2 Yeah, of games, course. Obviously. Do you have a PS2 here? Uh, my brother currently has it at the moment. He I borrowed, don't want to talk okay. about He borrowed it. it when he got COVID, and he hasn't given it back yet. He's just having a good time. Yeah. yeah. Probably playing Shrek. Probably playing Champions of Norath and Need for Speed, but we'll beg to differ there. Well. Um, anyway, Bo Welch, the director, is actually more of a production designer. Um, and he has done the production design for 27 different movies. Okay. He also did the production design for this. So he kind of put in a lot of work into that set design and everything. It was, the set design was pretty solid, I must say. Yeah, I mean, it was a house. Yeah. Well, not just the house, but like the cities and the colors and. Oh, you know what? That's true. That's true. Costumes. It was very. It's all very cookie cutter. Yeah. yeah. Like all the houses look the same. But here are some of the other ones he's done. He did Batman Returns. With Michael Keaton. He did Ghostbusters 2. He did the first Thor. Wow. He did Edward Scissorhands. Wow. And he did Men in Black 1 and 3. Wow. All right. Mr. Bo Welch. And I think Edward Scissorhands is a good one for production design. Mm-hmm. Anything Tim Burton that's not in it, like live action. I know you hate Tim Burton, <laughs> Marina, but you got to put a lot of work into the set design because his is always like dark I mean, yeah, and drab, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. but there's always a lot of stuff in the background. So He worked with big names, too. He did work with big names. So good for you, Bo Welch, on your production design. Maybe not so much on your directing. This was... I don't... Okay, I don't see where you're coming from. This was a good fucking movie. <laughs> I'm, I was I was like cry laughed. I know oh, yeah. this movie. Oh, yeah, I have a note in here where you both cry laughed. <laughs> I'm ashamed. Um, as far as our writers go, obviously it's originally by Dr. Seuss. It's from Dr. Seuss's writing, um, but the screenplay itself was by Alec Berg and David Mandel. Um, Alec Berg and David Mandel both wrote the two movies Euro Trip and The Dictator with Sasha Baron Cohen together. Which are so much different than Wait, the Wait, is cat The Dictator hat. the comedy one? Yeah, they're both. And Eurotrip. Oh, I've never seen Eurotrip. Mm. A lot of nudity, a lot of. <laughs> yeah. But it's so much different than The Cat in the Hat. But then they both do mostly stuff in TV, comedy and TV as well. Alec Burke has wrote for the newer, um, started in 2019, the TV series Barry with um, Bill Hader. Um, he wrote for Curb Your Enthusiasm with. Um, no, I can't believe I'm blanking on the name. I'm going to come back to that. Um, Silicon Valley and Seinfeld. Ooh. He has two Emmy wins for writing. And, and he this, this yep. was his crown jewel. Nope. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> Top of his list. Any of the <laughs> yeah. TV ones. And then David Mendel also worked on Seinfeld and Curb Your Enthusiasm, but he also wrote on Clerks, 
um, Veep, and Saturday Night Live. God and he damn. has several Emmy nominations, but no wins. Actually, that might be the other way. It's one of the two has two wins. But yeah, they are accomplished TV writers. Listen, yeah, but did you see when the elephant trunk came out? I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are too much. <laughs> I'm with children right now, people. Um, with the cat in the hat, there is a pretty noticeable cat, notable cast. You've got Mike Myers as the lead role with the cat. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, you've got Alec Baldwin as the neighbor. Mm-hmm. Um, Kelly Preston as the mom. You've got Sean Hayes as Mr. Humberflube. Um, he's from Will and Grace. He plays Jack in Will and Grace. He's Mr. Humberflube, and he's the voice of the fish. Really? Ooh, interesting. Yep. And then you've got the two kids who are kind of the main people alongside Mike Myers. Uh, young Dakota Fanning. Love her. Who doesn't love young Dakota <laughs> Fanning? I mean, I am Sam. Have you seen I am Sam? No. Oh, I am have Sam. Have you seen Uptown Girls? I have seen Uptown Girls. Is I Am Sam the one with the dog? No. No, that's uh with Will Smith. Oh, that would I am be legend. Sad. I am legend, yeah. Wait, yeah. I am legend, the post-apocalyptic Will Smith zombies, you yeah. know, all that. I Am Sam is about a father with mental disabilities trying to take care of his daughter, starring Sean Penn. I'm going to have to watch yeah, that. Yeah, a little different. Yeah, <laughs> just a little bit. Um, and then Spencer Breslin is the son. And I didn't know this until now. Spencer Breslin, you might know him from like the Santa Claus movies with Tim Allen as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he's actually the brother of Abigail Breslin, um, Oscar-nominated actress from like Little, Little Miss Sunshine and whatnot. So she definitely had the better career arc, I will say. Yeah, but this was both... I mean, they they peaked here. (laughs) Well, (laughs) he peaked here. Do you think his performance in here was better than the Santa Claus? As the elf, the head elf helper? I don't know. It's hard to tell because Santa Claus had more than one movie, so he had time to develop. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Yeah. He really grew up in the Santa Claus movies. Um, So let's get to the plot. Um, It's pretty simple. Um, It's... Pretty wacky and kooky and our cat's packs. That's way later. I think they're before the oh, plot. No, I have a template. Oh, guys. I gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I take detailed notes. No, you're talking about oh, like the the overall summary the and stuff. Yeah, that'll come after. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. The quick right, summary. I'm here. Oh, I'm with you. Okay, yeah, okay, I'm with okay. You. I'm awake. So Conrad and Sally Walden, the two children, are home alone with their pet fish. It's raining outside and there's nothing to do until the cat in the hat walks in. He introduces them to their imagination, and at first it's all fun and games until things get out of hand, and the cat must go, go, go before their mother gets back, 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 but their pompous neighbor has bigger plans for them. Did Mike Myers write this description as well? (laughs) Um, Alec Berg did. And David Mandel. Um, What exactly does pompous mean? It's like arrogant. Yeah, kind of a big personality. Yeah, big ego. Brandon. Pretty much me. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Me. You're right. Um, so yeah, that's that. And here for you guys today, I have a very extensive history being Dr. Seuss. So let's get into just Dr. Seuss in general. Um, let's start with his real name. Theodore Seuss Geisel. Bad. <laughs> you want to the- with his middle name? <laughs> yep. And Theodore he is... could be Dr. Geisel. Theodore, That'd be so much cooler. Theodore does not have an E at the end. It's T-H-E-O-D-O-R. 
That is so upsetting. Little known fact, our bearded dragon is actually named after Dr. Seuss. <laughs> yeah. Theodore. Theodore. Yeah. <laughs> but he was an American children's author, a political cartoonist, an illustrator, a poet, an animator, and a filmmaker. He is known for his work writing and illustrating more than 60 children's books under the pen name Dr. Seuss. Um, Geisel, his pen name is Dr. Seuss Geisel, but adopted the name Dr. Seuss as an undergraduate at Dartmouth College and as a graduate student at Lincoln College, Oxford. He left Oxford in 1927 to begin his career as an illustrator and cartoonist for Vanity Fair, Life, and various other publications. And he also worked as an illustrator for advertising campaigns, most notably for um, FLIT and Standard Oil, and as a political cartoonist for the New New York newspaper PM. He published his first children's book um, titled And to Think That I Saw It on a Mulberry Street in 1937. And then during World War II, he took a brief hiatus from children's literature to illustrate political cartoons. And he worked in the animation and film department for the United States Army, where he wrote and produced um, or animated many productions, including Design for Death, which later won the 1947 Academy Award for Best Documentary Fixture. Fixture. Feature. He also won the Lewis Carroll Shelf Award in 1958 for Horton Hatches the Egg, and again in 1961 for And to Think That I Saw It on Mulberry Street. His birthday, March 2nd, has been adopted as the annual date for National Read Across America Day, an initiative on reading created by the National Education Association. Dr. Seuss. You know, I didn't know that much about him. And uh, in my mind, he was a much older man. Like, I, like, I don't know if this is dumb or not but i just i don't know i he came over on the mayfly <laughs> <laughs> no i was thinking like 1850s you thought it was really like old. early america um marina you're a teacher yeah what do you think about the what do you think about read across america day you know i'm not gonna lie i kind of zoned out while you were talking <laughs> god damn it <laughs> march 2nd his birthday is national read across america oh. day, an initiative to get children to read yeah we usually do some sort of cat in the hat thing, but Dr. Seuss is also kind of problematic. So yeah, he kind of has that cancel culture now. Yeah, we Wait. kind of have gone away from it and more just into like, like this last year we did like, um, like reading in the dark with flashlights rather than like, like more focused on reading rather than on Dr. Seuss specifically. Okay, okay I'm not woke. What is the whole thing with Dr. Seuss? Because I, I, I never knew what it was. I never did my research into yeah. why the cancel culture was around it. What? I you didn't do I, it for this? I thought that'd be the first thing you did. No, I didn't. Oh. I honestly don't know a lot, and I don't want to <laughs> say the wrong thing on a podcast, <laughs> but I do believe some of his books have, like, racist undertones. That's that's all I know. It's and, just racist undertones. Oh, uh, okay. Like, I know, um, I can't remember. We, we were watching a movie the kids at my job and there was like a thing at the beginning it was like a dr seuss movie there's a thing at the beginning saying like we don't support all of these views like this was written in another time kind of type of thing um yeah that's all i know so i'm not gonna say anymore because i don't want to that's that's all i know i don't want to be hated i don't know the specific books or anything like that Uh, okay for sure yeah something to look into Mm -hmm. what devin what's your favorite dr seuss book though Uh, it's definitely, uh, one thought, two thought, red thought, blue thought. Or wait, is that the, uh, rap song? (laughs) Jesus Christ, that's the rap song. (laughs) No, uh, one fish, red fish, blue fish, 
one fish, two fish, <laughs> one red, red fish, fish blue, blue fish. What I say? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one fish, red fish, blue fish. <laughs> um, Marina, what's yours? Um, right now it's probably oh the places you'll go because mm. I had to read it every single day to one of my little kids last year. Or is the Lorax a book? Uh huh. Uh-huh. Okay, well I really like the movie. Is this might be a dumb question? Is Horton here's a yep. who, Doctor Seuss? Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't think I read the book, but I like the movie. Yeah, he just said that it won an Emmy, right? Or oh. whatever. Well, no, Horton hatches s- the egg oh. when the Carol Shelf Award, the Lewis Carol Shelf Award. Um, my favorite as a kid was the foot book. Mm-hmm. I, yep. Apparently I had a foot fetish as a kid. <laughs> but I remember my mom used to like read it to me as a kid, and then I could recite the whole thing verbatim when I was like two or something. When like, you were two? Yeah, literally, like when I was yeah. two. My cousin I have did a two that year with old. Fancy Nancy. Huh? I have a two-year-old. Is he reading the I don't know. I don't know. He's not... He can say, like, sentences, maybe. Like, it's very simple sentences. My cousin used to recite Fancy Nancy when she was, like, three or four. You've I don't know I about two, kid. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Oliver's a genius. Yeah, he was verbatim the whole book? Well, he probably wasn't, too. <laughs> Oh, okay. We'll consult my parents on this one. I was, it was at the age when my parents were still reading to me, though, too. And so, like, yeah. you also know my memory. <laughs> I do know your memory. It's pretty gnarly. It's gnarly. It's pretty deadly debular, bro. Um, but it's not the footbook anymore. I think all the, all the places you'll go is mm-hmm. a good one. Great messages. The Lorax with kind of its uh, na- preserving nature themes as well. And Horton Hears a Who is another one, kind of like be yourself, trust yourself kind of messages. Plus, I was in Seussical the Musical as a freshman in high school. And I was, so you know all of them. I, I was the understudy for Horton as a freshman. It was I'm a, the vice president of my German yeah. club. Yeah. I did everything in high I school. I was a choir, choir leader for six years, yep. you know. I, yep. Yeah, I single-handedly founded my SSS chapter in Missoula, <laughs> or my I SS was chapter. Captain of the track team. No, I was captain of the mathletes. <laughs> He's okay, a leader. He's worse. a track star. Is that how the lyrics go? I'm a leader. I'm a track star. Because we all just want to be big <laughs> rock stars. <laughs> Nickelback. Um, Were you singing Justin Bieber? Uh, maybe. I don't know. It sounds like holy. <laughs> Let's get back Anyways. to the movie. <laughs> Those are our favorite books. Um, the last part of my history is about the movie itself. So this Cat in the Hat movie was obviously based on Dr. Seuss's 1957 book of the same name. And it was the second feature-length Dr. Seuss adaptation after the 2000 film How the Grinch Stole Christmas with Jim Carrey. Um, production- Not as strong as, of a film as this. I didn't like the Grinch. With- well, I'll have some Well, you're wrong. Oh, okay. Learn. I'm sorry. Um... Production of the film began actually in 1997 with Tim Allen originally cast in the title role. Um, like of the cat? Yep. But oh, after, afterwards, mm-hmm. yeah, Alan, Alan dropped out due to scheduling conflicts with the Santa Claus 2. <laughs> I was going to say he was better in Santa Claus. The role then went to Mike Myers and filming took place in California and only lasted three months. As with the previous Dr. Seuss adaptations, many of the new characters and subplots were added to the story to bring it up to feature length. Really? Was that Louie? <laughs> that was our dog, Louie. Just a tiny... Louie, come here. You might not be able to hear that on there. But yeah, that's about the cat in the hat. He... Why isn't Mike Myers in more movies? Or maybe I just don't know him. He's in so many movies. Yeah, I don't think I even know anything that he's in. Yeah, I all I know is Austin Powers, this movie, and Shrek. 
Wait, he's in Shrek? He is He is Shrek. He is Shrek. I was wondering why you were talking about Shrek earlier. He was also in, Sat- he was like in Saturday Night Live, so he was in Wayne's World. He was in The Love Guru. He's, he's in, in, wait, he's in Wayne's World? He's Wayne. Is Wayne the blonde one or the brown-haired nope. one? Dark Oh, okay. That's Mike Myers. Okay. Now, okay. I got you. Yeah. Now I'm caught up. So what you're saying is we're all dumb, dumb, doo-doo faces. All dumb, <laughs> Pretty dumb, much. faces. With that being said, Devin, do you want to touch on our budget here? God damn right I do, Brandon. All right. So for the budget, um, got $109 million. That's a pretty big budget for a pretty big budget. Can you, I know you've talked about this before, but can you remind me like what other movies budget? Is yeah, this a lot? So, so like Transformers had $200 million, and, and this you've was seen what? 109 Okay. Um, Jurassic World was $150 million. Iron um, Sky was $7 million. Liar Liar Vampire was three and a half. So this kind of feels like a lot. For, like they did have this was special like a, effects, but not in the way that like Transformers mm-hmm. or yeah, and Jurassic like World like did. Cats and the Happening had like forty five and sixty million or something. So it has more than some of those hmm. ones. Yeah, this feels you like see a lot. That elephant for, trunk. I know that was pretty. Yeah, that was, pretty, yeah, that that was, was pretty realistic. Hundred nine million elephant trunk. Uh, so in the opening weekend, it only made thirty eight million. Uh, one hundred and one million in total in the U.S. and Canada. So it almost hit its mark in the U.S. and Canada. So it lost money. Well, that's not worldwide. Oh. Worldwide, one hundred thirty-four million, which is surprising to me. I thought it would have turned a bigger profit, especially with that uh, that plug for Universal Studios, <laughs> right? Well, that's an obvious plug. Okay, when you say. The U.S. and Canada's number, and then you say worldwide's number. Do I have to add them together for nope. the total? No, worldwide includes no. those two in there. Oh, okay. Okay. So it was only $33 million feels, in other territories. It feels like it should have made more since it's a kid's movie. Yeah, a lot it's, of kid's yeah. movies. Boom. Yeah. But so it only technically made $25 million worldwide. But as like, if you were like a stringent Christian parent... I would not let my kid watch that. No, no, no. But this me, is a Dr. Seuss but movie, but my wow. My parenting style, my kid's going to watch that a lot. Oh, my dad took me to all the terrible kids movies just for those, like, secret adult jokes. Like, he thought the movies were better than I did. Yeah. Including this one. There's a lot of adult jokes in here. Um, and I, I added a new little part to my to my script here, and it's the tagline for the film. You Ready? I'm so ready. Wait, what's a tagline? Just kind of like their slogan, like like on the movie poster. Sometimes. It could be on the movie poster. It could just it could be anywhere. It could just be something that's just like kind of captures. It's quick and it captures the audience attention. Okay, I'm ready. Cats with hats only. <laughs> so I'm... bad. Wait, no, I'm lost. Cats with hats only. Yep. Can't uh... be a cat without a hat in this movie. Uh, I, I feel like, <laughs> I don't know, I'm trying to find, like, an innuendo it, in here. It doesn't There's, say okay. anything about the movie at all, other cats than he's wearing a hat. Only. That's it. That's, okay. All right. That's all. I thought I was, like, really digging for a meaning, but I guess I shouldn't have been. <laughs> you shouldn't have at all. Um, with that being said, now it's time for our Cats in the Hats facts. Cats facts. Ooh. You shouldn't scare people. You should have seen the look on your face. It was like you saw a monster. A monster? Where? <laughs> that could have gone better. 
Alright. Our first Cats fact is this is actually the second DreamWorks film adaptation of a children's book to star Mike Myers and feature two songs performed by Smash Mouth. Shrek, being the first one, was adapted from a picture book by William Steig and featured All-Star and I'm a Believer. Which songs were Smash Mouth? It was the last one. The last one when they're getting cleaned up. Yeah. And I don't... It was like all the good (laughs) things... Everything will get better or something. Mm-hmm. But I don't know the first one. Yeah, so. I don't remember the first one. Um, Shrek was a picture book? Mm-hmm. I want to read Shrek the picture book. I don't know if you read it. Maybe you just look at the pictures. Well, I assume there's some words. Probably. We have an extra guest star We have an here. extra guest star here. Our dog, Louie, is kind of <laughs> pathetic, and he wants right in front of the microphone. So... You might hear him a little bit. You might not. He doesn't make a lot of noise. He's a, he's a good boy. He's just a hugger. Mm. My next cat's fact is Conrad, the kid. The kid. Convex. On Concrete. Convex. Con- yeah, convex. <laughs> his shirt was made to resemble the Lorax. <gasps> I, I noticed okay, I, that. Yeah, I noticed that, and I was like, it, I, w- I didn't realize it was the Lorax, but I was like, it makes him look like a fuzzy monster from Monsters, Inc. Nope. It was, yeah, it was the Lorax. I'm glad you both noticed that. It's kind of subtle, but also kind of obvious. Like, it's a weird sweater he's wearing. I mean, it's not super, like, Lorax-y. It's just a sweater with some orange. Yellow, it's orange sweater with yellow squiggles. Yeah. Um, my next fact is the cats and the things in the crate in his car. So anything that has to deal with the cat... Excuse me. Are the only things that are red, white, black, and blue in the film to separate them from the real world. That's why everything oh, is green, purple, yellow, orange in the film. Okay. Really? It so just that, clicked in my brain. Okay. So that it separates him as this imaginary make-believe or, like, different that's, world character. Yeah, that's one of those, like, implicit okay. things that you kind of implicitly understand as yep. opposed to, yeah. like, okay, obviously they're all different colors. Yep. But, yeah, it's a really... That's why everything is so weirdly colored. Mm-hmm. Next huh. one. The cat costume was made of angora and human hair. Ew. And was fitted with and a cooling human hair? <laughs> was fitted with a cooling what? system to keep Mike Myers cool during the outdoor shoots. A portable air conditioner was available that connected a hose to the suit between shots. And the tail and ears were battery operated. So it's like a suit he climbs into. Uh-huh. It's not like in the Grinch where they glued the hair on him. Oh uh, well, I don't know. Well, no, if it has a cooling system, he climbed into yeah, it. Yeah, it is. It is one that he climbs into. But yeah, I it's wish just, they had glued the hair. It's just all basically over like him. a giant leotard made with human and angora hair. What's what is an angora? angora? I have no clue. You didn't look at what an angora is. The human time. hair makes me so uncomfortable. <laughs> hang on, hang I'm gonna on. look Everyone it up right talking. now. Everyone keep talking. I got this. Um, yeah. So that one kind of creeped me out. My my next fact is that about $55,000 worth of props were actually stolen during production, including... An- <gasps> what is it? That's the kind of rabbit I used to have. Do you remember <gasps> Ubi? Oh! Ubi, yeah. That's Angora. Okay. What? Was Gigi Angora too? No, Gigi was a mini Rex. So Ubi, Ubi, and your sh- Ubi. Ubi and your shaved hair. Yeah, what the fuck? You costumed Mike Myers. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. All right. So, yeah, about $55,000 worth of props were stolen during production, including an eight-foot pair of glasses, a six-by-four-foot and eight-by-eight-foot anvil, a four-foot-long key, and a golf ball seven meters or seven feet, sorry, in diameter that weighed more than 200 pounds. 
They were all, all these props were actually later found in a mall dumpster covered in graffiti. In a mall dumpster? So it wasn't like one of the actors took them when they were like done filming. It was like someone actually like went and stole them. It could have been somebody on the set and just took them. It was probably someone on the set, like a, like just as one of the workers. (laughs) And it could have been like Myers. Who would take the effort to pick up a 200 pound golf ball just to graffiti it? Not to graffiti it. I would like treasure (laughs) that thing. (laughs) It could have been Mike Myers, because my next cat's fact is that in an interview for the AV Club's Random Roles feature, Amy Hill said that Mike Myers was terrible to work with because he refused to talk to anyone on the production but the director, Bo Welch, and completely isolated himself from the cast and crew during breaks in the filming. Hill noted that the film ended up having long and pointless additional takes of scenes because Myers overruled the director on whether they were good enough or not. It was later revealed that he was contractually obligated to act in this movie, and he disagreed with the script and the direction the movie was taken, and tried to get out of his contract. Universal Studios then sued him for $3.8 million. He then countersued them, and they reached a settlement where he agreed to make one other movie um, with the studio. This movie ended up being The Love Guru in 2008, which did so poorly... Um, critically and commercially, that he only acted sporadically afterwards, mostly in voiceover. Really? So, do you still love Mike Myers after this? I didn't want to hear that. I was a happier <laughs> man before this. I I have idolized the Myers. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of rough, huh? What? He seemed so enthusiastic. I mean... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, he he really played up his role. I mean, okay, we can all agree that he's a great actor, though, because if he didn't want to be in this film and he was still that fucking insane, <laughs> he was either high or a really good actor. Yeah. Uh, probably both. Yeah, probably a little <laughs> bit of both. I've got two more Cats facts for you, and I think they're my best ones. Cat in the Hat facts. Cat in the Hats facts. Um, this film was nominated for 10 Golden Raspberry Awards, the Razzies, which are for, like, the worst films of the year. <laughs> what? Um, yes. <laughs> what? Okay. Here we go. It was nominated for 10 of them in 2003 and won one for, quote, worst excuse for an actual movie. What? Wow. I'm sad. But I don't get it. This was a good yeah. fucking movie. Other nominations. Nobody appreciates it like us. Other yes, nominations. They are all dumb. <laughs> other nominations included Worst Movie of the Year, Worst Actor in Mike Myers, Worst Supporting Actor and Actress in Alec Baldwin. Worst Actor in Mike Myers? Mm-hmm. Are you fucking me right now? Alec Baldwin and Kelly Preston were Worst Supporting Actor and Worst Supporting Actress. Worst actor of the decade for Mike Myers. Jesus. Worst worst screenplay. Worst director. Worst on-screen couple. Which was actually the cat. It was nominated for the cat and either thing one or thing two. (laughs) (laughs) And worst comedy of the award's first 25 years. Okay, first, you said worst so many times it started to sound like not a word anymore. (laughs) Second, I feel like the movie was like supposed, like it was supposed to be so overacted that it was like not good. The thing is, is it's a kid's movie and they threw in too much stuff into here where they knew it was bad. 
it is bad. But like, no, they, but I, they it's, played that's it up. fucking wrong. It's a good, it's, it's a good. funny movie. Yeah. It's good it be, and it's hilarious. It could be good and it could be an enjoyable, but it's technically bad. So if no. they didn't do all the overacting, do you think it would be good? Mm-mm. I already think it's a good movie. I think I it's like a it. good funny movie. <laughs> it was bad from the get from the screenplay and all that. No, it's it's bad. They need to revise the whole thing. No, they it's need to funny. keep it exactly as it is. It's fucking <laughs> Me and Devin hilarious. Don't agree. <laughs> I don't get it. I really thought this so was you guys a, think a hilarious. It's, you guys think it's two v one right now? But here's my last cat's fact. I'm gonna need to go cry in the following after this cat's fact. <laughs> following its reception. Dr. Seuss's widow, Audrey Geisel, decided not to allow any further live-action adaptations of her husband's work, resulting in the cancellation of a sequel based on the book's follow-up, The Cat in the Hat Comes Back. All Dr. Seuss film adaptations have since been produced using computer animation, and she is outraged by the company's use of The Cat in the Hat as a live-action film. So they can only make animated Cat in the Hat movies? They cannot make any more live-action Dr. Seuss films, or they will get sued, because the widow thinks that they have done Dr. Seuss too wrong with this movie. Well, Dr. Seuss was a fucking racist. (laughs) Who cares? (laughs) Who cares about his opinion? This was a good movie. Also, the widow didn't write the books. Maybe he would have loved it. I think he would have. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys, I, I you seriously, guys are, we're on this I'm, side of the couch. You're on yeah, that side of the couch. You go sit on that couch. <laughs> I'm outraged right now. So I, so was she. I am <laughs> fucking blown away. I thought this was hilarious. I I was laughing the whole time. Mm-hmm. I know you were. I I cannot I cannot overstate how fucking blown away that this was considered a bad movie. I love this movie so much. <laughs> well, are, you, are you guys done now? <laughs> You're done venting? Ugh, no, yeah, yeah, I'm done. All right. That's She's just the widow. She doesn't get an opinion. God but when we damn. get to my recommendations, I'm right, fucking. I'm gonna yeah. vent for another oh. five minutes. Oh, me too. Oh, me too. <laughs> and that is the end of our cat's facts. All right, cat's facts. <laughs> He's all sad now. <laughs> So let's get into the movie. The plot. <laughs> the plot. Not okay, the summary. Okay, we're here now. We're here now. I got you. Marina, tell us how this movie opens. Um, It opens with cartoon animations of yeah. like the Universal Studios and... DreamWorks. Dream, yeah, like when they... I don't know what it's called. When they... Yeah, the Earth. Yeah. The Earth. The, the doo, yeah, doo. they like cartooned all of it. Yeah. It's all red, white, and blue and cartoony and nice little touch and it was cool and this movie was great i'll get over over this don't worry um yeah all cartoony and all in the cat in the hat colors and whatnot and kind of catches your attention right off the bat sets the pace and then you get the narrator coming in describing the situation and the town and laying that groundwork laying the pipe oh yeah (laughs) laying that (laughs) pipe and squirting is setting everywhere <laughs> bad what <laughs> so bad so as they're like zooming through the town on whatever a 2003 drone is you see all like the storefronts and whatnot they're all just pictures the the storefront signs oh yeah are just, like if it's a store that sells fish it doesn't say anything. it's just a fish it's a, just a giant fish yeah 
And there was like a giant sailboat. Yeah. So I don't know what that store would be, but. All of them, except for Mr. Humberflube's real estate, has big, bold letters. <laughs> Humberflubes. Humberflubes. <laughs> but yeah, um, you get introduced to Mr. Humberflube and. In his all green suit. His in all his green. all green office. With his green hand sanitizer. Yep. You get introduced to him and Joan, and you find he's the biggest hypochondriac you've ever met. He would have survived the pandemic for sure. Oh, he totally would have. Or <laughs> yeah. he would have just killed himself to get away from it. Fuck. Do you think he has a bidet for his poop? Yeah. You know, speaking of poop, did <laughs> no! you know that when they lay sewage pipes, that they have to lay them at a very specific angle to reach what's called the self-cleaning velocity? So the solids don't build up in the pipe. They clean up and wash through. And uh, the speed they're shooting for, yeah, is called the self-cleaning velocity. <laughs> Does that also have to do with just like normal toilets with like the S-pipe and whatnot? Uh, no, you fucking dumbass. <laughs> you know, someone who understood the artistic value of this movie would know <laughs> that the S-pipe is a completely different <laughs> thing than the city sewage pipes. <laughs> Okay, sorry, I'm good. You and your poop facts. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> um, there's a new hire at Humber Flubes, and he goes to shake Mr. Humber Flubes' hand, immediately gets fired. But yeah, why, don't touch him. Why does he have to say fired the way he does? Fired. You're fired. <laughs> I feel like. There's another movie that... We won't get into it, but I feel like there's another movie that does that. Also, the new hire has an alfalfa in his hair. He did have a little alfalfa hair. Mm-hmm. Which kind of matches the Dr. Seuss setting. Yeah, it does. Surrealism kind of shit. Um, so after that kind of quick scene at Mr. Humberflubes, you get you cut to the house, Joan's house, the mom, with the kids inside, Sally and Conrad. Sally is so type A so struck she's making a to-do list and one of her things on her to-do list is to be spontaneous another one is to do tomorrow's to-do list she is me i am sally you are sally <laughs> and devon is conrad no yeah, yeah. i am the cat in the convex hat. i am mike myers yeah. mm. no one could be mike myers he's too beautiful <laughs> Yeah. Conrad is a menace to society, really. Are you calling me a menace? Yes. Oh, fuck. He's a rule breaker, and immediately, it's time for the indoor <laughs> stair Okay, but might I add, when he's doing the stair all of his padding is food from the kitchen. Yeah, he's got bread shoulder pads. He's got, he has he's got popcorn pillows. knee pads. He's got pillows on his bed. Mooncake chest plate. <laughs> And when he's okay, a colander helmet, this kid is just a fucking asshole. He's like a he's, menace to this society. kid is Devin. No, I was not okay. <laughs> yes. I was not I, when I was a kid. I was not a butthole like him. Mm, when he was, I look, beg to differ. You didn't know me. I've heard the drunk stories. I don't. Re well, I don't remember <laughs> the drunk stories, so I might be wrong. <laughs> uh, but, like, when he's looking for his armor, he's literally just, like, he picks up just a pan of cookies, which obviously doesn't have anything he needs, and just, just dumps it on the stove. <laughs> like, and it's, like, those gas stoves with the iron pipe. So it's, like, down in the cracks. So like I'm saying, he's a menace to society. He's just an asshole. Let's just call it like it is. 
Uh, he I hates would, his mom. I would punt that. He's kid. doing the indoor stair luge, and during it, I must punt. point out. Yeah, I'd punt, <laughs> I'd punt that kid. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say punch, but then you said punt, and I got confused. <laughs> during this indoor stair luge, with his mouth full of just white bread. <laughs> He said this is the third most insane stunt in this household. What were his top two? Maybe uh, jumping from the banister, not down the stairs. Just just straight down. Head, head. The indoor maybe, banister jump. Maybe he swang, sw- swang. swung. He swung from the chandelier like in Cheaper by the Dozen. That could be a good one. Anyway, I just wanted to bring that up because I was like, oh, it's his third. This, he's a He's reckless. Yeah, he's the Napoleon Dynamite of his time. Yes. The Napoleon Dynamite? Yes. Was Napoleon really that reckless? I he mean, was, did uh, you see the scene where he was pulled on the rollers? No. He was the biker and he was pulling someone on the he's roller being skates. A, he's being a good brother in that scene. What about where he tried to do the bike jump and <laughs> just fell? You got like three feet of air. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway. Okay, this is for another episode, but that movie is so good, yeah, too. That is a good movie. <laughs> uh, so, indoor stair luge happens. As he's going down the stairs, Joan opens the door. He goes flying out with all of his food, but so does Nevins, the dog. Uh-oh. Uh, uh-oh. Okay, also, I thought Nevins was a girl dog because he has a ponytail. Then And a pink bow. And a pink bow, and then he sat up, and I saw he was a boy dog. Mm-hmm. I guess the name Nevins should have tipped me off, but yeah. <laughs> I was confused for a second. Well, this dog runs out the door. Nobody chases it. <laughs> Nevins, come back. Like, the whole time, she's giving them a lecture, and Sally's, like, sitting, and she's like, I told Conrad he shouldn't do this, and Conrad's immediately like, this is all Sally's fault. He was literally caught in the act. I'm telling Conrad's an asshole, but yeah. When mom, when the mom asks like how it's Sally's fault, he's like, "Give me a minute, I'm thinking about me, it." Yeah. <laughs> but nobody chases the dog. But luckily, Lawrence Larry Quinn, the neighbor played by Alec Baldwin, picks up the dog. He's like, "You lose a dog, sweetheart." <laughs> the sex symbol of this, and you know Gross. that he's smashing the mom. Mm-hmm. They're smashing bits. In the dark, purely missionary, and they cry while they do it. Ooh. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. I was on board for all of that until the cry. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. And crying. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But they're definitely smashing. And they're thinking about actually sending Conrad to the military academy. Um, like, he's thinking about it. He's trying to convince Joan to do it as a, not a father. He's like, you should send your kid to the military academy. And she's like, you know what? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. He's sensitive like you. <laughs> and then he brusts out some sick karate moves. <laughs> Did you catch Alec Baldwin's karate moves? No. Oh, man. He threw some, like, w- like three punches. Yeah. Conrad listening like, in. I missed that. He Conrad was, like, listening in on him talking about the military school. And he's doing some sick karate moves when Joan leaves. And he immediately, you can tell he hates Conrad so much because he's just slandering him over and over and over but the instant joan comes in praises her and conrad and whatnot he's a mother faker he's a mother faker just like all the people who said this movie was bad yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um so we learn that tonight they're throwing mr humberflube is throwing a party at joan's house 
and it needs to be clean, obviously, because it was a wreck the last time. She tells the kids, like, you got to do this, and you got to do this, and you got to do this, and whatnot. But she's setting up for the party. Kate Bakery comes in, who's Kate's a guy or something. Yeah, it was Kate's yeah. Bakery catering for the party. Mm-hmm. So the mom Kate, asked where Kate's Kate catering. was. Kate's Catery. That should be what it's called. The mom asked where Kate was, and Kate was the dude. He's the guy, yeah. Uh, but she's setting up for the party. Like the, the dog, which is a tiny dog, is somehow on the kitchen counter eating food. <laughs> the phones are ringing. The kids are yelling. Food is being set up. Every it is a wreck in there. Okay, but also, how did the mom not get fired after the last time she was the host and the house was a mess? Oh yeah, I have no. How clue. did she get a second chance? And that one guy couldn't even shake his hand. It's like you're questioning this, like it's a bad movie or something. No, it's a phenomenal <laughs> masterpiece of artwork. Even the best have plot holes, Brandon. Yeah, fucking Jurassic World over there. There was a dog on the count. How did it get up there? Are you kidding me? Have you seen how high Louie can jump? Yeah. He's never no tried response. to jump onto our counter. Um, I beg to differ. You've come home to see him on the counter? Well, no. And you didn't tell me about that? <laughs> he wasn't on the counter, but... You set him on the counter. <laughs> Also, he ate a whole chicken sandwich off of this table. Yeah, so, that's true. And he's just... jumped over the couch. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, no response. All yeah, right. we win. <laughs> give, give me a we win. Give Good me a movie. I'll get back to you. I'm Conrad right now. But she gets a phone call. She has to go back to work, and the kids are going to be alone before the party. So in comes... Well, Mrs. Kwan. Mrs. Kwan. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I had a mouthful of hatred for these people who don't like this <laughs> of, movie. Of idiocy. <laughs> of idiocy. Yeah. Uh, Mrs. Kwan. Who carried this film, really. Yeah. Her Honestly. acting. Honestly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Her comatose I just acting. want you to know, she didn't win any Razzies. She, she had to pretend to be asleep the whole time. That's so hard. Uh-huh. The- Not to open your eyes. So as the mom is leaving and Miss Kwan's coming in, she gives rules and groundwork for Conrad and Sally. Conrad's is like, no messing up the house, you know, no no fighting, no, no pushing, no, no stair luges, no answering the phone, city morgue. And Sally's like, um, I need a rule. And she's like, no chewing tobacco. <laughs> She's like, all right, mom, I want you to back home. You got it. She had to really think on a rule to give Sally. Yeah. Um, but their other one rule together is to not go in the living room. That's the big one. Yep. Because they it, can't mess it up for the party. It's pristine right now. And as she's leaving, he Conrad is like talking about the military school. And he says, I wish I had a new mom. And then she says, well, sometimes I think the same thing. And that hurt. That hurt because I think Conrad liked his grandma. <laughs> I don't think that's what they meant. I don't think she wished she had a new mom as well. But that is how the dialect came through. Yep. It's almost like it was like bad screenplay or something for this. Brandon? Nope. <laughs> nope. You're not going to turn us. It's we not are work. I'm not going to turn you guys. I know that. But I'm going to point out all of these things. Nope. to. People. And guess what? The earth is flat and you're not going to change my mind. <laughs> Birds aren't real. I'm really I'm, more on board with that okay, one. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Birds saw, aren't real, and but 
the earth is not flat. I saw a video the other day where a seagull was riding another seagull. I, I think you sent Ooh. me that one. I did not. Where was you it didn't on? send me it. It was on Instagram. It was on like one of those private pages where... Okay, birds aren't real. And another podcast I listen to, they think the space needle isn't real. So... Why wouldn't the space needle yeah, be real? Elaborate, because they please. went to Seattle. Okay, it's whining. Oh, I know. I do know this. They went to Seattle and she never saw it the whole time. The space needle? Uh, yeah, every time somebody would try to point it out, it would be like blocked by a tree or something. So she couldn't see it. So now she's like, it's not real. A and you're believing this? A strong stance. <laughs> I have been. I don't know. I've never been to Seattle. So she could be right. Well, I have been in the top. I rode the elevator at the top of the space needle. I ate a Seattle dog up there. It's a half pound hot dog. And on one side of the bun is onion bacon jam. And on the other is cream cheese. It doesn't sound like it works, but my God, it worked. I'm going to buy one of their t-shirts that says, I don't believe that has the spacing on it just to bother you. Perfect. <laughs> Good, the bad, and the movies will have to start putting out merch sometime. And I'm going to buy Mike Myers' Cat in the Hat costume. <laughs> God damn you guys. <laughs> All right. You could make it with your own shaved hair. Oh, oh yeah, damn. yeah. A little personal <laughs> touch to Get it. Get rid of that blonde tips you have yeah those frosted tips <laughs> so the cat in the hat cat in the hat oh yeah the that's what we're doing the mom has left they're home alone with mrs kwan and she immediately falls asleep and they're just kind of staring out the window we're 18 minutes into the movie and finally the cat has appeared hell yeah yeah but okay Go I'm on. afraid to say anything because you're going to be like, bad movie? You go on. <laughs> With everything Please. I say. But how did he come from his world into this world and end up like in the closet? Like, he's, he's just magical. thudding around in the closet. Like, how'd he get there? There's literally no plot holes here, honey. This is a great film. And he's magical. That's all you need to know. Brandon, this so is a So you've switched comedy. to our side. This, no. Okay. So can I talk about this scene? Uh. So, when they first find the cat, they're all really scared because it's a six-foot humanoid cat. A six-foot bipedal humanoid cat. Yeah, and they're, like, running to room to room, and every time they go, he appears where he they're hiding. He just appears. And so there's a scene where they're under the bed with him, and he's like, well, okay. I like this hiding spot better. <laughs> and does a stupid They'll never laugh. find us here. Yeah. Yeah. So they get out, and they're looking. And his, At his ass. His cat ass is under the bed, and then they both look behind him, and he's fucking. That's some. He's fucking behind both of them already. That's some conjuring shit. That's some. I swear that's to God. some double Mike Myers shit. Yeah. Halloween and Cat in the Hat. Yep. He's got his Mike, his stunt double. They're screaming the whole time though, and like, how is Mrs. Kwan not awake? Um. She really knocks out. You're gonna say right now that the screaming is what would have woken her up. When I wrote this thirty minutes from now, they are riding her like a boat <laughs> I, through yeah. a, a river okay, of purple. But also, think about what she fell asleep to. A Taiwanese Parliament. Duh. So, and there was like a fight on the TV. Yeah. So, like, she's not gonna wake up to screaming if she could fall asleep to a fight. To a fighting Taiwanese Parliament yeah. filibuster. Yeah, that is pretty intense, but. I wrote this note at the time, not remembering that she's ridden like a boat later. So, <laughs> okay. But yeah, so she's not awake. And they asked, like, where did he come from? The cat come from? And he's immediately like, 
Well, when a mommy cat and a daddy cat <laughs> love each other very <laughs> much, they're like, whoa, 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 because, you know, they're eight and they know all about sex already. I'd have been like, yeah, lay it on me, cat. I so they, know all about yeah, it. Tell they, me. They stop there. He kind of goes down. Cat goes down in the living room, sees a picture of their mom, opens up the picture to like a Playboy centerfold kind of <laughs> thing. He's like, oh my God, who's this? He get His hat gets an erection. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I laughed at that. They're like, like, that's my mom. And he's like, oh. The hat goes down. The hat goes down, folds up the picture, but puts it into, like, tucks it away to keep it for later. Isn't that fucking hilarious? It's funny, but it's terrible. Okay, but also, where did he tuck it? Because he wasn't wearing any clothes. Into the Angora hair. (laughs) He just holds it in there. Yeah, he's a, what's it called? The kangaroos? Anything with a pouch Mm, is called, like, a... Marsupial? marsupial yeah he's a marsupial perfect so now he uses what's called the funometer on the kids to it's like the a ph ph yeah fun <laughs> with a ph it kind of like suction cups to their head and tells them how fun they are he does sally first and it lands on serial arsonist <laughs> but then taps the screen and it goes to control freak which is much more accurate. Which is much more accurate. But what are these criteria for funness? Yeah, there's four. There's yeah. like serial arsonist. But it changes. There was rule breaker, neutral rule breaker, serial arsonist, and control freak. But then, yeah, they change It changes change because then once he does Conrad. Conrad, it goes to rule breaker and bedwetter. So you're telling me that this plot isn't devised like a... Like a good movie is? No, it's not like a well-written it's thesis. It's because it's with... devised like a great movie is. Oh! Yeah. You're welcome. You're getting too you caught can, up on the little things. You yeah, can thank the truly for that joke. So, so, with that being said, he he says they need to have more fun, and he tail whips Sally into oblivion. <laughs> yeah. So hard on the couch that. right before his first musical number. Yeah. And he's he's dancing, and now you get to see the fish comes to life, and it's the worst CGI. The fish <laughs> looks his eyes terrible. are so big. And um, I think Mike Myers had two musical numbers in this film. I'm glad it wasn't more. I wish it was less. Well, this first musical number is split into like three segments, but yeah, there's only two musical numbers for the whole thing. I they were so wish bad. There was only one because yeah, he's or he, none. He's doing or this none. this whole music number, and then it stops because the fish is like yelling at him, and then it goes into another part of this musical number where he's wearing like a coconut bra and dancing. This is getting out of hand now. Yeah, the pacing of the music. There, he was like, he was standing in front of them, and then he did some conjuring shit and was on the stairs wearing his coconut bra and, and he doing had some burlesque hat. are you saying that the pacing of this was kind of wrong like it's like a bad movie almost brandon you need to stop you need to stop this has gone too far i'm gonna put you in i the... am two truly's in and i'm not having it anymore <laughs> i'm gonna put you in the pipes with the you're self-cleaning two, velocity you're only two truly's in and you're feeling it i was feeling it at the first one <laughs> So me? <laughs> during this during this dance number, he's balancing things and he gets some milk and he drinks it, but he's lactose intolerant. Now he has this giant exploding burp like Marina does. <laughs> and he spits up hairballs on them. Yeah. And also, yes, to my giant burp. So after that giant burp, um, the cat is kind of like convinced to say by the kids and they signed the biggest contract ever. This is bigger than a housing rental agreement like it this legal is so big 
Yeah, I mean, he wants to cover all his bases as an interdimensional being. <laughs> uh, so, of course, yeah. Yeah. And the rules are to have fun and that no nothing, da- bad, nothing will will bad will happen. Yeah. Okay, but he has a sticky flag at a place that says not Don't sign. to sign here. Like, just to confuse them so he can yell, not here! Which yep. I was like... Yeah. But the, I laughed at it. Yeah. I mean, I did. laughed, but also, what's the point? You're just going to confuse them. Well, the Razzies also said, what's the point of this movie? So, <laughs> Well, they're you wrong. Are the Razzies, though. Yeah, I've never even heard of that. Um, so the first thing, they sign the contract, and the first thing they do is go into the living room, and they jump on the couches that they're not supposed to be in. And this is where Devin and Marina could not hold their <laughs> shit together. Cat turns into so a mechanic. fucking mecha- funny. <laughs> Cat turns into a mechanic with his butt crack out <laughs> and farting. And, Let's take a look under the hood. <laughs> is his exact voice, basically. No, it, Let's take a look under the hood. No, and he had a little bit of wine in there. <laughs> but anyway, um, so he's starting to work on the couch to get the jump ratio better. And he like opens up, the, he lifts up the couch. There are elephants in there now. He pulled out him. an oversized tennis racket. No, okay, all right. Let me, no, everyone calm down. You don't get it, okay? You don't get it. He was okay. looking for a jack to jack up the couch because he was a couch mechanic, yeah. you know? And he <laughs> With bends, his butt crack out. And he bends <laughs> over and he's got a human butt crack on his cat yeah, body. Yeah, that was the worst part is he has a human butt and he's a cat. And it was so fucking funny. But So he lifts, he's like looking for it. Where is it? Where's where's the jack? And lifts he lifts the up the couch cushion, cushion picks out the, the hydraulic jack. And there's he and, and there's then an he elephant. Like turns around and this elephant he's like get back what's his name what's the elephant's name no I don't remember beating the trunk of it though <laughs> it was Simba he's like get back there Simba and he like I don't, I don't know it was something that. from the Lion King I remember well it was so goddamn funny and then it pulls him in and it's like choking him I was crying I was fucking <laughs> losing you want to hear my notes that I put here. Is first thing they do is jump on the couches. Cat turns into a mechanic with his butt crack out and farting and elephants in the couch. Marina and Devin are dying laughing, <laughs> literally both crying right now. <laughs> anyway, couches are ready to jump on. <laughs> it was so it's fucking funny. funny. I don't know if it's cry funny word. <laughs> but I mean it is funny, but you both also have the humor of an eight-year-old. You shut That's your goddamn true. mouth. You admitted <laughs> that. I'm not going to argue with that. You admitted that in previous podcasts, Devin. I did, but I would like to retract that because I want this movie to be good. I'm not going to retract it because I farts do. Farts are funny. <laughs> yeah, farts are funny. Farts are funny. <laughs> farts are timeless. But they're jumping on the couch, and Lawrence, Larry, neighbor, catches them jumping on the couch, comes over, just to eat sandwiches and drink beer. And you learn that, wow, he's kind of a fake. Because he was supposed to go off to like a big job meeting thing. And he's not there anymore. And he's just there to steal their food. Um, and he starts sneezing and whatnot because he's allergic to cats. But the cat is actually hiding on the roof. Um, and so he leaves. And they're like, all right, Sally, what do you want to do now that jumping on the couch is done? She's like, I want to make cupcakes. So now it's time for the... Cupcake and Ata! This part was also so goddamn funny. <laughs> you had a good stretch of like 15 minutes where you were dying. And it's like a it's like an infomercial show, like a cooking show, where the cat is in the audience, but he's also the host, but he's also the guest showing off the Cupcake and Ata, where you can put whatever you want into it, and it'll make great cupcakes. 
The show starts to get pretty hostile. Yep. Yeah. Cat is going uh... at the host. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you write any quotes down from this scene? We'll get to them. Yeah, we'll get to them. There are a lot of quotes in this scene. There's a lot of quotes in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. But it is, this show is hostile and they're going back and forth saying he's going to kill his like mother and. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to end you and I'm going to make it look like an accident. I'm going to make it look, it's going to be bloody, but I'm going to make it look like, anyway, it gets hostile and he ends up chopping off his own tail with a butcher's knife and uh, a little like, nah, I was about to say closed captioning, but a little like technical difficulty sign comes on because he's cursing and all that and whatnot but you come back cupcakes are in the oven about to be done but the oven explodes purple goo everywhere all over the kitchen yeah that's not good we need the house clean my boy so what does mike myers the cat the uh actor of the century the comedic genius the comic relief (laughs) The plot driver. One too many. (laughs) I thought you loved this movie. I do love this movie. What does he do, honey? What's he do? Don't remember. Mm. Does he bring out the box? He brings out the mom's dress. dress. Oh, yeah. Starts cleaning the walls of the purple goo with mom's dress and gets all sassy. Oh, yeah, I have a quote from this. Yeah, he gets all (laughs) sassy about it, so I won't say the quote, because you probably have it, too. Uh, Probably not. And I... And so... After he makes this mess on the dress, now in comes thing one and thing two. He opens up this crate and he says that they're going to get everything fixed up. It's going to be clean. They're also going to have fun while doing it. The box made in the Philippines. <laughs> yeah, but the but, but um, not those Philippines. Not those Philippines. Philippines. Not the, A yeah. alternate reality Philippines. Um, Colt, what's his name? Concrete. I'm going to call him Concrete. <laughs> Concrete goes up and he's like trying to open the box and Mike Myers comes up and he's informs Concrete you can't open this box because it'll like, unleash the mother of all messes. Yeah, basically. it basically brings his world to their world. Yeah, mm-hmm. and thing one and thing two come in and they immediately destroy everything apparently they do exactly the opposite of what you say but cat doesn't inform them they're running around making messes and conrad goes in the closet grabs two of the biggest butterfly nets i've ever seen Mm -hmm. why do they own to catch them why do they own these butterfly nets i don't know if they're butterfly nets at that point because of a butterfly they're human nets they are hunting humans (laughs) or like a fish you know like a fish net that's the biggest way bigger than a fish net i don't know for like those real big fishes like if you're shark fishing, well, at, at that, that point, big. I don't think you use a net. Well, you well, do use you a can't... net, but it's like an industrial boat fishing net. Hmm. I you can't handle. Anyway. I'm not a fisher yeah. fisherman. <laughs> anyway, like I said, they. Do... I'm just trying to defend this movie. I love it. <laughs> they do the opposite of what everyone says, and Conrad's trying to get the lock off the crate for some reason while they're destroying the house, and he does, and now it's on Nevin's collar, um, and the things throw nevins like a goddamn football out of the house and now the plan is to catch the dog because they need the lock or else the mother of all messes is coming which was weird because mike myers put the lock on the box because he didn't want it seemed like he put the lock on the box because he didn't want concrete getting in the box yeah but that was his whole plan yeah and he knows that he's a rule breaker it is revealed that 
Mike Myers just knows that concrete can pick a crab lock. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a a magical crab lock. A magical living crab lock. Yeah. But so the plan is to get the dog. And um but the box is open and it like bounces open, spewing out goo. Their plan? Put comatose Mrs. Kwan on the box. <laughs> <laughs> She carries so this good. movie. <laughs> I love Ms. Kwan. I love this movie. So Lawrence, next door neighbor, sees that the dog has escaped. And he's now also going to try and catch the dog and show Joan that that the kids aren't being responsible and whatnot. And here, he gets the most ugly scene I've ever seen. <laughs> Go ahead, honey. Yeah. You're laughing. This is when they're in his house. Yeah. Okay. He, like, goes in and... <laughs> He does so many things. He's not in his suit anymore. He puts on like sweatpants and like a white wife beater tank top. Takes off like his corset. But but yeah, but the tank top is like over his stomach that's like hanging out. Can't handle my midriff. Then then he takes (laughs) off his little like Velcro corset. So his stomach is hanging out. He sits in his recliner. He takes out his dentures. Then he's like he turned on like some porn. Yeah, <laughs> I have no idea what was on the TV, but there was moaning for sure. He's like picking in his ear, and then people like storm into the house to repossess his TV. Then he's picking in his belly button, it, and he it, like burps or something. And farts. <laughs> yeah, it farts. It, there's a lot. It's just, it's, and he's all hairy. When I said he was a mother faker, his house must smell so bad. (laughs) Worse than Tom Hooper's. Yeah, but like, so he got his TV repossessed, but he's got this super nice house and super nice car. Everybody in this town drives a 2002 Ford Focus hatchback. The gross ones were like the back wheels are partly covered Covered, by the car body itself. But he drives like a (laughs) T-Bird or something, like something totally different, but... Yeah, they did him dirty, and now he's going to be on the chase, too. But he's got to doll himself up before going out into public. So, during the chase, they're now at a kid's birthday party. And it was one that Sally was not invited to Mm -hmm. because she's a control freak. (gasps) Yeah. Oh, no. Was it the friend she, like, ordered not to talk to her anymore? I think so. Um, She wasn't invited, and they almost grabbed Nevins. But in the process of trying to grab Nevins, Cat pretends to be a pinata, where he's literally Mm -hmm. lynched in a tree. There was a scene where it was like you were, I guess we you were thought, talking yeah. about racist undertones. I, it looked like he was lynched. Yeah. Like yeah. he was hanging from like a tree. It, w- it was around his stomach, but the way he was hanging made it look like it was well, around you, his neck. Yeah. 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 Anyway, bad. he's a pinata and everybody's kind of like taking swings, but this bigger kid who plays beans Bean. in the Ewan Stevens. Ewan Stevens. He comes up with a baseball bat and goes right for the nuts. <laughs> kills cat basically it cuts to another musical number <laughs> cuts to another music nevins tries to get away or gets away and now they're on the chase again cat's furious gets the baseball bat tries to kill this kid like he's always trying to kill kids this was so yeah. goddamn good <laughs> but lauren ends up grabbing nevins and the race to joan now is on you find out that cat actually has a car it's this sick ass like hummer yeah with like rockets on it but it turns out that was only the dust the cover, cover, the dust cover, and it's this whimsical kind of exactly like you would imagine a Doctor Seuss car would look like. Yeah, yeah. and it's called kind of like a rocket ship. It's called the slow or the super uh, lateral omnidirectional wagon. Nice. Sure. 
Maybe. But it used to be the nice. the substantive hydraulic interdimensional Traveler. Tra- tra- transportation or something. Or shit. shit. Yeah. Anyway, they changed the name. And the race is on. Cat has a car. But apparently he's not driving well. So Conrad says he should be driving. So he dri- they just slide the steering wheel right on over. He's driving. Now Sally wants to drive. So now they've got two steering wheels. They're driving. They're like, wait, you can't drive with two people. He's like, right. There should be a third person. So now they're all driving, spinning, getting into like car wrecks and whatnot. And they come to a stop. And Lawrence is about to walk into Mr. Humberfoob's office. And they're like, we need a plan to stop him. Cat's plan? To dress up as a hippie to sign a petition. With a pen so large. The, the, Zim, the Zimp Zamfagoon was the animal they were trying to save. Oh, yeah? Yep. And yeah. A pen. I wrote it down. You said what was it? The flatulating. Yeah, it was. It was a flatulating animal. This the Zimzamfagoon. The flatulating, uh, bad breath animal or something. Yeah, and you can only do it. They tr- they trick him into handing over Nevins by signing the hippie petition with a large oversized pen that requires two hands. Mm-hmm. Is exactly how he described it. And it, uh, that was what the label said on the pen. It is what the label said. <laughs> so he gets Nevins. Right, Nevins? Yeah. And now, once again, the chase is on. He's chasing after the kids. They go into this nightclub that's, like, in, like, a... What did they enter through? Almost like an old-time phone booth, but not... But it was, like, for posters. Yeah. And they just, like, walk down in this underground phone booth. They're jamming. Everyone down there is wearing cat-in-the-hat hats. Which was weird to me. (laughs) They, like, slide down a fire pole. Into this party. Party where everyone's wearing the cat in the hat hats. Oh, no. Are you thinking it's a bad movie now? Was this a bad movie? (laughs) No. It wasn't, Devin. Don't turn. Oh, God. (laughs) You're wrong, Devin. It wasn't. Don't change your mind. Oh, (laughs) gosh. Anyway, they get down there. We're going to throw in some more bad stuff. Paris Hilton is just down. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Seductively seducing (laughs) the cat, and he's all into her. She's into him. They're about to get it on in the dance floor, but Lawrence, go. Lawrence is catching up, and he bumps into people wearing hats. Oh no, all their hats are in a giant pile. Cat's got to find his hat, but there's no way of knowing. Ah! I just hit the top. Now I lost my spot. So he grabs a hat, and they run, and he makes the kids think it's not his hat. Yeah, so, yeah, I found it. He think, He tells them that it's not his hat. He picked up the wrong one. And now the race is on to get back home where the goo is taking over the house. Mm-hmm. And Mrs. Kwan. Bum, bum, bum. Kwan, Kwan, Wait, yeah. Kwan. Wait, how did Mrs. Kwan get off the box again? Oh, somebody called and she like flipped off. She's like, oh my God. She's oh, like, the kids yeah, are yeah, angels, yeah. but it was actually thing one and thing two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. She called to check in Sorry, on the we kids. forgot to say that. Yeah, goo's flying all over the house now. The mother of all messes. The race is on, and they beat Lawrence to the house with the help of Thing 1 and Thing mm-hmm. 2. And But Lawrence is, like, right behind him, grabs him. He's like, I know what you guys are up to. The cat isn't there right now. But the house is spotless when they go in. Yeah, like, nothing what? ever happened. What? 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 It's <laughs> about as high as I can go right yeah, now. Yeah, I... Not even going to try. You win. Um, so Lawrence is like screaming at him and whatnot. And he's like, I know something's up. And he like trips or something and falls backwards. Well, the clean house was actually just like a paper scream. Yeah. He falls through into 
the mesh of the human world with cat's world. Yeah. And it is the mother of all messes. Because it's just a whole nother world. Yeah, it's like a different dimension. Which isn't necessarily a mess. No. Let's not get into the definition of messes, (laughs) but it's not what you want on the inside of your house. Okay. We'll agree with that. So now their new plan is to close the crate in the house and clean everything up. But where's the crate? They don't know. The cat kind of knows. So their plan? To ride Mrs. Kwan's comatose (laughs) body like a boat. Through this... Head first, head, might I yeah, add. Head first. She's literally like spitting up purple. Blue. She's like being waterboarded by purple. Yeah. <laughs> As her head bounces on each stair. Yeah, there's like this water slide that conveniently goes through every room of their this like yeah, of house the house in this and weird leads dimension. the way to the crate. It's just yeah. they just need to ride the water slide. Yeah, e- easy, easy. Yeah, of course. So they ride her. They get to the crate and they're trying to close it, but. They find that everything's being, like, sucked through, like, a tornado, basically. Yep. And Sally loses her grip on the ground, and she's being sucked away. Conrad has the keys, because they captured Nevins. They've got the key, or not the key, the lock. And he's trying to lock it, but he can't reach it with his short, stubby arms without letting go of Sally. And letting her be sucked into the tornado. Mm-hmm. The ultimate sacrifice. And she lets go. <gasps> ah! pressure's on you're like are they gonna kill an eight-year-old and they they do they do dakota fanning's dead guys yeah she explodes in like this really visceral like (laughs) bloody guts everywhere this is not a children's movie yeah coats mike myers and he just stands there a little shell-shocked and he's like the the contract didn't cover this (laughs) (laughs) and then he calls his lawyers and there's this scene and the mom gets home and she's crying and yeah it was then there's a there's a funeral and Mm -hmm. yeah and they they call the police and there's this huge hunt for the cat because he basically put her in this situation and lawrence is the lead like the head of it all because he's the only one that's seen it besides conrad so they find the cat and they shoot him uh (laughs) while he's in an electric chair being hung yeah (laughs) and so yeah he dies and then you know that's how the film ends yeah with his head mounted on the the sheriff's wall. Yep. But actually what happened. <laughs> so, she, so she lives. He closes the crate. And he catches her plummeting from the sky. How strong is Concrete Conrad? I mean, his nickname Cromwell. is Concrete. I guess that's true. Um, he catches her. And the house is all fixed. Um, it, it looks good. It's not clean. But it's it's fixed. Like the whole the whole world has been sucked back into the crate. Oh yeah, but then so the, that, the house like falls apart. Yeah, my next yeah. note is oh oh wait shit the house is definitely not fixed. Um, like even the plumbing and stuff like falls through. Everything the ceiling. everything the whole ceiling caves in basically. And Lawrence because he fell through the thing into the purple goo is basically shit out the side drain. <laughs> in a very Doctor Seuss style. Yeah. yeah. And so now the cat is in trouble. The kids have learned their lesson and they kick him out. And he's all upset. He still wants to have fun and all that, making jokes. And they're they're serious this time. And they kind of have a bonding moment and are ready to take the blame for it in this destroyed house. But then in comes Mike Myers. The cat is back. Again. On a cleaning machine singing his second song. He says in the contract, the contract is nullified if Concrete opens the the crate which he did 
But however, it can be reapplied if they realize their mistakes and bond with each other. So now we get a little cleaning montage to Smash Mouth. Smash Mouth. Cat's facts. Cat's facts. <laughs> um, and now the house is clean right before mom gets home. And um, right before he gets in, Cat uses the phonometer on both kids. And they're both just right. Yeah. Perfect. Made it. Perfect. Perfect. The, nice. the most obvious joke. but Yeah. So they're just right. And they give a good old thank you for everything to the cat as he bids himself. He literally says adieu. Adieu. He's about to walk out the front door, but mom's walking in. So he exits through the back and she comes in and it's spotless. It's great. But Lawrence walks in the front door covered in purple goo, screaming about the cat, screaming about the mess, the other dimension. He's literally a lunatic at this point. Yep. Covered in purple goo. (laughs) Every time he like touched his face too, he would like pull his hands away. That shit was sticky. Yeah. Yeah, when he, like, touched the door to close it, he didn't leave a mark. And I was like, there's no way, dude. Yeah. He is covered. Yeah, he would, like, pull his hands apart and then just be, like... Like, flume. Yeah. Or, like, cheese. Like, Like like melted cheese. Yeah. Yeah. Like an animated cheese pizza. Exactly. And um, he looks and sounds like a lunatic. He asked her to marry him in this scene? Not going to happen. She kicks his ass to the curb. (laughs) Believes the kids. Conrad's not going to military school. And you get to see the party at the end of the night. It's a hit. Mr. Humberflube's happy about it all. And it basically ends with the narrator talking about everything and the family jumping on the couch that they weren't allowed to on. But where did Miss Kwan go? She just went home. Her job was done. Plot hole. Yeah, but they didn't bad movie? show her leaving. No, it's a great movie. <laughs> yeah, they killed her. They have her in the basement. They never showed the basement either. Yeah, That's because where they keep the bodies. Yep. Yeah, Mrs. Kwan just gone now. Forever. But <laughs> That's why she can't find a babysitter. The kids keep killing them. Oh, goddamn. <laughs> anyway, it zooms out as they're bouncing on the couch as the narrator talks. And the narrator the whole time has been the cat in this kind of deep narrating. It's not... British. I was gonna say British, but it's not. It's a narrator's voice. I mean, it's a good narrator's voice. And that's that's the end of the Cat in the Hat. Woo! Yeah. One more good clap for good measure. Because I love this movie. Yeah. So, so with that, we're going into our QRR. Marina made fun of me with that, but it's our it's our quotes, ratings, and uh, reviews. Reviews. Don't worry, I have three plans. Plan A, mess up a perfectly clean house. Done that. Plan B, cut your losses and ditch the kids. That could work. What about that one? Plan C, trick mom's boyfriend into handing over dog and lock. I don't know, I still like plan B. All right. Quotes. Let's get them up, guys. My first one, Sally. When they're all jumping on the couch for the first time, she says, it's like being in the circus. Mm -hmm. And the cat says, yeah, but without those tortured animals or drunken clowns that have hepatitis. So good. Like, that's such a funny line. How is this movie bad? (laughs) Go ahead, honey. Okay. um, I think he was talking to me. Oh, sorry. Sorry, you go. You go. He was talking to me. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, He says... um, when they were talking about their babysitter, he's like, or no, right at the beginning of the movie when the mom called the babysitter and she was like, wait, you got to leave? 
babysitters don't leave, they sit. Baby leavers leave. And I thought it was cheesy, and I like that. Yeah. I like that cheesy shit. It's what makes a good movie. (laughs) All right, Marina. Now you can go. Okay, okay. (laughs) Um, When they first see the cat, they're running up the stairs, and Sally's asking Conrad, like, what was that? Conrad says, I think it was a humongous cat. And the cat goes, humongous, I prefer big boned or jolly. Yeah. I almost put that one down, too. (laughs) I have one where it's right when Mrs. Kwan comes over. Sally Conrad and Mrs. Kwan are watching TV. And it shows this scene of the the Taiwanese parliament members fighting each other during this filibuster. And Conrad and Sally look at each other and just go, Taiwanese parliament. Like, they've done this a thousand (laughs) times. And Mrs. Kwan goes, you tell them, Kwai Chang, no more big government. Rip his heart out. I like I like that physical government. She's really into this. Yeah, more involved. Yeah, Devin. Um, a, another thing about babysitters when uh, the first time Mike Meyer, Myers sees Miss Kwan, he's like, "You pay this woman to sit on babies? I do it for nothing." <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Easy one. Easy but they one. took advantage of it. Oh yeah. Okay, I have one. I don't remember when when exactly in the movie it happens, but the fish jumps out of the toilet and says, oh, my God, instead <laughs> yeah. of, oh, my God. It's after that first musical number. <laughs> or no, it's when the things are taking over. That's it. Um, I've got one right when they're about to do, right before, like, the cat has come in, but before the contract, and Connor goes... So what do we do? And the cat goes, well, there are two treatments I'd recommend because it's after the phonometer. That's what it is. Yeah. He's like, I've got two treatments I'd recommend. One is a series of painful shots injected into your abdomen and kneecaps. And the other involves a musical number. Me, 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 meow. <laughs> and then Sally goes, how many shots is it? <laughs> and then what, Mike Myers goes, how many shots? <laughs> Yes, so much wheezing. We did not talk about this, but there is so much wheezing in this movie. I fucking love it. I love Mike <laughs> Myers. I love this movie. Yeah. Devin? Uh, right, so there's a scene where they both the kids are trying to push Mike Myers over a fence. Um, it's when they're trying to track down the dog. They're oh, like, oh, yeah. the dog's over this fence, so we got to get over it. So they're trying to push over it, and Mike Myers says, uh, what about showing a little effort, shrimp boat? Now push! And they launch him. Yeah, they fucking launch him. I love... Th- oh, God, I love this movie. What? Okay, I'm going to save my ranting for later, but... I love this movie. Great movie. Yeah, great movie. Yeah. Okay, I have a quote from the when they're chasing Nevins as well. Um, at one point, the cat, like, steps on a hoe, like, you know, the, oh, yeah. whatever, the, the I don't know, the gardening yeah. tool. He steps on it, and it flips up, and he says dirty hoe and then lets it go back to the ground and he steps back up so it flips back up to him and he goes i'm sorry baby i love you um, and then he proceeds to like try to make out with it so. <laughs> going for tongue Frenchy. <laughs> uh, so i've got one when conrad and larry are talking and con goes i'm not going to military school and he goes larry goes oh i think you're gonna love it it's just like summer camp except with brutal forced marches and soul-crushing discipline I almost wrote that one down. My last one is, uh, so when when they're trying to race uh, the bitch daddy home and their mom, mm-hmm. 
uh, they tell the thing one and the thing two, hey, can you slow them down? So they act like they're cops and pull over the mom. Oh, yeah. And they go over and they're like, they're just saying random shit like, mecha digga waka, because they don't know English. They're yeah. just like, mecha digga waka. And at one point, one of the things say, mecha digga, that's one hot mama. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> so they don't know English, but they know that. The one hot mama? Yeah. yeah. Go, mecha digga, that's one and hot And they know mama. police brutality. Yeah. <laughs> so good got another one okay i have one more when they're using when the cat gets out the mom's dress to clean the walls and the kids are like mama's gonna wear that tonight you ruined it and the cat goes honey she ruined it when she bought it and then he like (laughs) snap 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 Mm -hmm. does a little head swivel Mm -hmm. that's what i meant when i said he gets sassy yeah um i've only got Devin. do you have any more so i've just got two more to finish it off you guys did my that you paid this woman to sit on babies in the dirty hill one. So I've got one where I just have five question marks next to it, and the cat goes. Cl- it's when they're trying to close the crate, and he goes, "Close the lid." And Bob's your flipping flipping uncle. Oh, that's when they were. Um, no, that's during the the show with the cupcakeinator. Oh yeah, that's right. Because he was like he was trying to play Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. I think it was like and Bob's your freaking flipping uncle. That well, like Gordon Ramsay quote. Well, no, I think that's like a British thing. Oh, okay. Like, uh, you know, like close the lid and Bob's your freaking uncle. Okay. It's just something, you know. Is it? I I don't know. I think it is. I think it is something. Like, I'll take your word. It's for more it. normal than you think it is. Okay. My last one was really simple, and it's when they're on the chase to get back home against Larry and Joan, and Cat goes. Hey, a Rhode Island license plate. You never see those. As they're about to get into a head-on collision with the yep, semi. with a semi, pretty much. Devin, you're out of quotes? I'm out. Marie, Fresh you're out. out of quotes? Oh, I did all of them. Fresh out of water? Fresh out. Water. I'm out, too. So let's get into our ratings. Rotten Tomatoes. Tomato meter. 9%. Fuck off, tomato meter. <laughs> they're wrong. They're wrong. Audience score? I don't want to hear it. 53%. Ooh, Ooh higher okay. than I thought. Higher than Iron Sky. Mm-hmm. And then IMDb, Metascore, 19. Out of? Out of 100. 20. They're no, wrong. 100. No, I think Probably they, out of 20. Yeah. Out of 100. Well. And audience <laughs> score, 4.0. Out of 10? Yes. <laughs> okay. They're also wrong. What are you giving this movie, Devin? Like a solid 8.5. Marina? I was going to say 8 because I recognize it's not everyone's cup of tea, but I fucking love it. I enjoy... Here's the thing, and I I told this to them. I enjoy the movie. It's funny and everything. But being kind of a cinephile, I have to be objective about this. And I'm going to give this movie... Don't don't do it. Don't do it. 2.9. No! 3.2. No. Somewhere in that range. We're unmarried. No. <laughs> That's a harsh. <laughs> we should have never had you on this episode. Yeah, probably not. No repercussions. But here um, we are. With that, let's get into some of our user reviews. And let me say, usually I have a hard time finding funny reviews. I had a field day with this. Hell yeah. First one by C Becker 93804. The Cat in the Hat is a comical cinematic masterpiece. Bo Welch took a simple book and made it in his own bright, lively world. The unique costumes, lighting, and filter used in this film submerges you into the story, 
Mike Myers' one-liners and jokes are forever quotable and bring a smile to the faces of many. The cinematography of this film is astonishing for a children's movie, and the low-angle shots used to announce the dominance and relationship between characters is unexpected in a film such as this, yet it works so well. Every time I viewed, I find something new to smile and laugh at. This is my favorite film of all time. 10 out of 10. He fucking gets it. He gets See, the ba- the good reviews for the other bad movies we've done are like bad reviews and they they're not appreciating. They're appreciating like one aspect of the movie, but that's like a review that they're like this is a good movie and here's why. And that <sighs> He gets it. You he guys are going to have a field day with these cuz there are a lot of good ones. There Next one. Be. By SPQ Pari. Iconic lines, stunning production, introducing actors. No, that's wrong. Introducing actors like Mike Myers, that's a, and Alec Baldwin. No, but introduce anyway. Introducing actors like Mike Myers, Alec Baldwin, and Dakota Fanning. The comedy is some of the best in a movie that I've ever seen. It's held up even after all these years later. I will never understand how this movie doesn't have at least one Oscar. Truly, the best movie in the Dr. Seuss cinematic universe. If only people would start giving it the respect it deserves. If I could rate it 100 stars, I would. 10 out of 10. Who? QPCT? Or Q, was... Q, SPQ Pari. SPQ Pari gets this. It does not deserve an Oscar. Do you think these reviews are for real or do you think they're being sarcastic? I don't know. I think they're for real. I think the first two. I read some way more extreme reviews on this. And I, yeah, I think they're being real. And I don't think this was Oscar worthy, but I think this was a good fucking movie, a good, funny movie. Yeah. I mean, it's a kid's movie. You can't expect it to be that good. I mean, I do agree with that point, yeah. All right. Next one by Andrew J. Marr. Rarely does a cinematic experience have such a profound effect. Life had ceased to have much (laughs) meaning. Drink had become my only friend. This is what I'm talking about. My life was disintegrating around me. Just as I had reached my lowest ebb, I stumbled across this masterpiece of filmmaking. It was a quasi-religious experience. I think it was at that point the cat introduced the dirty hoe. I cannot be sure, but I came filled with joy and renewed purpose in life. You can be too. So don't listen to the naysayers. Let that counter-cultural cat in the hat into your life. 10 out of 10. That's more along the lines of what yeah, you were saying. Yeah, I think that's one of the more ironic ones. Yeah, very sarcastic in its ways. You see, you'd never know if he actually liked the movie or not. No, not at all. But I'm gonna say he did. Came at a time he needed it. It, I, I guess so. Next one by Spare Room Studios. I was very moved by this poetic masterpiece. The preforms given by Mike Myers is revolutionary and is deserving of an Oscar. His laugh is a persistent little tap on my shoulder of existential happiness. But he said ho, so I bumped it down to 10 out of 11. Oh, whoops. I must have got copied and pasted around here. Anyway, he says, but he said ho, but so I bumped it down to 10 out of 11. And the spectacular CGI is moving to the point where I can't tell if my family is actually really real and if my parents and cat are CGI fish in skin-tight suits. <laughs> However, the only big downside is that the movie lacks a large amount of big, strong, tough, cocaine-smuggling Frenchmen. 
10 out of 10. Uh, what? Huh. <laughs> you know, it started off like a normal review. And it, you know, it tapered off into a little bit of a fever dream, I'll be honest. Yeah, they're looking for a very specific movie. <laughs> that they need to make on their own. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, maybe uh, they'll get seven million for it, like Iron Sky. Yep, it's just a dream. Um, next one by Reset Dash Six Two One Five Eight. Cool. My son loves this movie, and I can say that it's family friendly. Ten out of ten. Uh, <laughs> I gotta disagree a little bit with that one. I think it's family friendly. They had kids jokes and adult jokes. That's true. I guess the adult jokes are so nuanced, I wouldn't mind showing it to my kid. But for some parents, not family friendly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but also for some parents, you're like, you're probably not showing your kid a. Like, if you're not going to show your kid this movie because of the jokes, they're also probably not going to show this movie because there's a human sized cat in it. Yeah. Like, there's just those weird fucking parents. That's true. Okay. Well, yeah. The thing is, is this, they point. gave 10 out of 10, a perfect movie. And their thing was cool. My son liked it, and it's family. Friend. That's their whole criteria to be ten out of ten. It's a kids' movie. Their kid liked it. You know what which else makes is a, it good? You know what else is a kids' movie? The Good Place. No, no that's not a movie. I was going to say like <laughs> like Inside Out. Do you consider this to anywhere the the standard of Inside Out? Yeah, it's, it's a is, different genre of kids' movie. Okay, that. That's not a comedy. That's like a kids anime I am, movie IMDb, with like a moral. Yeah. IMDb rates things on a scale of 1 to 10 for the audience score. They don't break it down into categories. A 10 out of 10 goes to a perfect film. Are there any flaws in this movie? There no. are flaws, but it's not a 2 out of 10 flaw. Okay, but it, I, I'm saying it doesn't deserve a 10 out of 10. especially. This a... guy is just happy that his kid liked the movie. Okay, just let it go. <laughs> his kid is happy. My last two. By PTB-8. Kitty Glitter. <laughs> Starting off strong. This deplorable, offensive, crude film oh. has only one oh. good aspect in it. Terrific sets and costumes. Other than that, one is aghast at the offensive, inappropriate sex and vulgarity jokes that are certainly not any part of why families love the original books and artwork. Mike Myers lets loose with crude humor. It is a fatal flaw in this manic nonsense. In fact, he is the worst thing in it. Dressed like some tubby child molester with erection hat and Playboy <laughs> centerfold jokes about mummy, the cat in the furball mistake is like some crude visitor who wants to introduce underage children to sexual connotations. The dirty joke <laughs> ho or the dirty ho joke is the last word in the utter gag response filth. The cat in the hat is to be avoided. Two out of ten. Oh, wow. God, I was holding my breath that whole time. You started laughing at Kitty Glitter, too. <laughs> I thought Kitty Glitter was a positive, but <laughs> apparently not. Okay, but, like, I mean, I'm not going to disagree with all the adult jokes, but you have to think about when you're a kid, like, those jokes went straight over my head. I didn't... If your kid understands that those jokes, it's your fault. Yeah, like... Parenting wrong? Yeah. Like, yeah, I probably heard my parents laugh at those jokes, but I just I was like, oh, my God, a cat with a yeah. butt crack. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. He's going he's going too hard. He's the, those doing are the too parents much. I'm talking about. Those like super religious. Yeah. Like, yeah. Helicopter parents. The ones who aren't going to show this movie to their kids because there's a human cat. Yeah. My last one is by Dylanator Gator. <laughs> Dylanator <Love it>. Gator. <laughs> this movie saved my marriage. <laughs> <laughs> 
Never has a movie changed my life so much that I would need to write a review on its comedic genius and beauty. My wife and I really hated each other because we took things too seriously. But then we saw the might of Mike Myers as he effortlessly effortlessly portrayed the person I am inside and out. It taught me that I should not be afraid of my desire to be a cat. I will become the cat in the hat now and go door to door to inform people of this incredible film. I will now describe the beauty of this movie in detail. However, disregard the creepy moments of the movie. That is the only flaw anyone could ever find in this meowvy, nay experience. I learned so many words and phrases, including what's a majigger and who's Emma what's it. However, I disagree with the rating of the movie. I feel the ones who gave it said rating were too little of mine to comprehend the magnificence yet darkness of the movie. The cat obviously represents the innocence of America's youth as it was taken by a creepy creature of communism. As shown, as shown when he unexplainably appeared in their home unannounced. Conrad represents the evil in our hearts and must be destroyed. And Sally is what we all should aspire to be due to her astounding logical conclusions on matter. The things are weird and creepy, however, and are the only discernible flaws in the movie. 10 out of 10. <laughs> okay. I want to meet his wife. <laughs> yeah. Two things. First of all, he's thinking way too much about this child's movie. Second, when he said he's going to become Cat in the Hat, that sounded to me like he's just going to become a furry. Yeah. <laughs> just going to dress up in his furry suit and yeah. go door to door yeah. and ask people to watch Cat in the Hat. I didn't truly get communist undertones throughout the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, he said, he said his marriage was falling apart because he... They both took everything too seriously. And then he started relating Cat in the Hat to <laughs> communism three sentences like, later. Yeah. Those are my reviews. Like I said, I had a field day with these. You had a fucking field day. <laughs> I had ones. trouble narrowing it to seven. I wanted to put like 14 <laughs> in here. So, but with that, Devin, you recommending this film. Okay. All right. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Let me fucking, let me sit up. Let me sit up. <laughs> Yes, watch this film and freaking just go in and enjoy it. Like, don't, don't like go in and like, oh, I'm going to point out all the, plot, all the plot holes. Oh, the set design is bad. It's just a funny movie. Like, go into it like an Adam Sandler movie. Mm-hmm. Marina, you recommending it? Oh, 100%. But I also agree with Devin. You have to realize it's just a fucking kids movie. It's based off a book from Dr. Seuss. Like, obviously, it's going to be weird, but it's hilarious, and there's jokes for kids and adults. My recommendation is this. I'm not going to bullshit you. As the person who does all the background research in kind of the cinephile here, this movie is trash. Boo. This movie is trash. (laughs) However, if you've got your mindset not looking for a genuinely good Oscar-worthy movie. And like Devin said, just want to enjoy, sit down, have a good time, maybe have a couple laughs. You can enjoy this as both a kid and a parent. So I will recommend it to you with caution. He said the same thing about Iron Sky and I'm mad about that. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's all I can give it. It's not a good movie, but I will but recommend it to funny. you. funny... And everybody loves stupid funny. Like some more than others, as I can <laughs> see. <what you're> <laughs> All right, I'll take it. You'll take it. I'll take it. With that, that's our show today. 
Thanks, Marina, for joining us. Thanks for letting me come on the podcast. Crash it. Yeah, thanks for letting me get drunk and watch a movie. And sleep through the movie a little bit. Okay, for like five minutes. <laughs> power nap. Yeah. Power I was, nap in there. My eyelids were heavy and I was just resting them. <laughs> of course. Um, but that is our show. Um, thanks for all of you listening. We hope to have more. We hope to see you back. And we'll see you all next week. Next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Good, The Bad, and The Movies. If you like the show, please like and follow us on Anchor and any other podcast sites we are located on. We would love to hear your feedback, so please leave us comments and reviews on our Instagram and Facebook pages at The Good, The Bad, The Movies. We will be back next week to deep dive into more movies, and remember, if it's it's good good and and it's bad, it's it's probably probably the movies. movies.